We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Kuszewski takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, fakes it into the foul. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition coming to you live on a snowy night, February 2nd, as the Thunder have won their second game in a row. 120 to 114 against the Dallas Mavericks. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, an official podcast of SI Thunder. Shout out to those of you who are joining me on the live stream tonight. Quick little programming note. For some reason, StreamYard is having some trouble tonight uh, and cannot pick up my camera. So we have no... Video tonight, just some audio on the stream. So sorry about that, but uh, make sure to get your questions in in the chat. Glad you guys are here. If you listen to the podcast version of this, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you for joining, for for listening, for downloading. Once again, the Thunder, second win in a row, 120 to 114. The Thunder had won two games in all of 2022. And then now they've won two games in a row. So uh, we all thought that when Shea Gilgis-Alexander went down with the ankle injury and it was announced that he would miss 10 games at least leading up to the All-Star break, I think there was a collective feeling around uh, Thunder fans, Thunder media, uh, the NBA as a whole, that the Thunder would tank and that this would perpetuate it even more. And now they've rattled off two straight. Time to take time to trade Shea? Question mark. That's sarcasm. They are not trading Shea. This isn't a a thing of oh the Thunder are so much better without Shea Gilgis Alexander. Don't even let anybody try to convince you of that. Um, but a solid two game showing from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it feels like we have a lot to talk about in this one. Um, the Thunder played magnificently. Um, minus a, uh, a putrid scoring fourth quarter. Uh, they were just phenomenal. <laughs> it's kind of funny. The, the Thunder scored 17 overtime points in five minutes, 18 fourth quarter points in 12 minutes. Um, 
the the points per minute from the fourth quarter to overtime. Pretty substantial. Lots of guys to talk about here, but before we dive into some individual stats and some individual thoughts on players, uh, just some big picture stuff. There's a handful of things that I think really won this game for Oklahoma City tonight. Uh, the first one being that the Thunder out-rebounded the Dallas Mavericks by 11. I think that was absolutely massive in this game. Um, Thunder got a ton of second-chance points off of that, which was just really, really, really big for them. Um, another stat that really jumps off the page for the Thunder tonight, three three other stats. Um, Thunder and Mavericks shoot roughly the same percentage from the free throw line, but the Mavericks took 10 free throws tonight. The Thunder took 25. Uh, Thunder made 21. The Mavs made eight. That's a 13-point differential on made free throws for the night. There's your game right there. And typically, I would say like 25 attempted free throws for the Thunder versus 10 for the Mavs is like an ungodly difference. But the Mavs just never went inside. They just jump shot jump shots all night long. Um, they shot little mid-range shots. They never attacked the basket, which didn't result in fouls. Um, that, that, I think, is on them. I mean, the Thunder played... Uh, Diakite and Baisley for majority of the center minutes tonight. So why the Mavericks did not go to the interior, I am not sure. Another big stat tonight, the Thunder shoot 46% from three, 17 of 37. You're not going to see that very often. Um, but being hot from the outside really helped the Thunder. And then lastly, points off turnovers. The Thunder had 21. The Mavs had eight. Um, those are the things that will win you a basketball game. I think the Mavs kind of came in and took the Thunder a little bit lightly, especially knowing that Shea Gilgis-Alexander was out. Uh, the Mavs have a very good defense. They've been playing great defense all season. I think they're in like the top seven or eight uh, in the league defensively. And the Thunder just torched them. Uh, they were spraying the ball all around the court. Individual guys got hot. And the Thunder were getting open shots from the perimeter and made the Dallas Mavericks pay. So... Great game by the Thunder, um, just as far as as the result. Uh, I thought the process was also good. The way they generated points, the ways they defended, I thought all of that was very good. Now, when you look at this from, uh, from 30,000 feet, uh, not so good. The Thunder are now only um, one game up on the Sacramento Kings in the reverse standings. Does watching the Thunder win a basketball game, is that fun? Hell yeah, it is. I love watching them win. Like That's the whole reason people watch sports is to watch their teams win. But when you look at the big picture here, what's more important? The Thunder having better chance at drafting high, getting the guy they want, and possibly getting a franchise changer, or winning a random Wednesday, February Wednesday night game against the Dallas Mavericks? right? Like, like Which of those two things is more significant uh, and it's going to have a bigger impact? Two games in a row isn't anything. The Thunder are still two and eight in their last ten. Sorry, three and seven in their last ten. Three and seven in their last ten. Uh, the good news is that the Houston Rockets also won tonight, uh, so the Thunder kind of stay even with the Rockets. Uh, Orlando also got a win tonight. I don't know if the Thunder can catch Orlando in those standings. Uh, five and a half games up on Orlando. The scary one is they're closing in on Sacramento. They're closing in on Indiana. They're closing in on San Antonio. The Thunder only two games up on San Antonio. 
and the reverse standings for the seventh best odds. You, by no stretch of the imagination, want to get there. Uh, you want to continue to lose and continue to better your draft odds. Uh, I think they will get back to that. I, I'm not super concerned, but back-to-back wins, um, I mean, that's going to start pulling you up the tank standings, especially when your next two games are against the Portland Trailblazers, who are a little undermanned, and you just beat them a couple nights ago, and then the Sacramento Kings, who are the dumpster fire of the NBA for the past 20 years. Those are two games that sounds bad, but the Thunder desperately need to lose those games to to reestablish themselves in the tank. I, I think that's that's going to be a very important thing. With all that being said, let's dive into some individual statistics tonight. Um, before we jump into Thunder players, I wanted to talk about some of uh, the stuff that the Mavericks did tonight. Luca had 40 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, 3 steals. Um, shot 16 of 33 from the field, 5 of 13 from 3. 40 points for Luca is insane. Uh, I tweeted it from the, the uncontested Twitter account tonight. Luka Doncic is incredible. Really, there was a lot of times in this game where it felt like the other four Mavericks players solely existed to reset Luka's dribble. A um, lot of iso ball from Luka. And I guess I had never really just sat and watched it. Luka complains on every single possession in the game. It doesn't matter if he makes a shot, misses a shot, gets the foul call, doesn't get... He complains more than any player I've ever seen complain in a basketball game. And that's saying something because the Thunder used to have Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the same team. And I've still never seen somebody complain as much as Luka Doncic complains. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. Uh, Jalen Brunson, also 20 points tonight, 10 of 18, uh, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, but six turnovers for Jalen Brunson. Uh, Not very good. Mavs only went nine deep. They got 23 from Reggie Bullock off the bench. He was five of 13 from three, eight rebounds, an assist, and three steals. Uh, Bullock can shoot the piss out of the ball. That's what he's there for, and he's done a very good job at that. Um. No other Mav really jumps off the page except for Dorian Finney-Smith, who played 43 minutes tonight, made one basket, and had three points. That is uh, not good for Dorian Finney-Smith. One of seven from the floor in 43 minutes. Seven shots in 43 minutes. So not great by the Dallas Mavericks. Um, But yeah, uh, Luka just... Continues to be impressive. I thought Lou Dort put him in the straight jacket a few times. Kind of my favorite play of the night was probably, uh, I think it was in the fourth quarter. It was pretty late in the fourth quarter when the Mavs were trying to inbound at half court and Lou was on Luca and Luca was trying to like lean into him and push him off and just literally could not move Lou Dort. Uh, and Dort poked the ball out on the, the inbounds play and Luca just sat there mad, throwing his hands up while Lou went to the other end and got a layup. And that just was a great example of the just insane strength that Lou Dort has. All right, let's dive into some Thunder players. I'm going to save the best for last. Okay, we're not we're not going to lead the show off. We're going to save the best for last. So let's talk about a few guys here. Um, if we're saving the best for last, we should probably do the worst first. Uh, I also like that because it rhymes. 
I don't know if you guys remember this. Teo Maladone played minutes in this game. Five minutes for Teo, 0 of 1 from the floor, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, zero turnovers, zero fouls. Um, a very, very forgettable game by Teo Maladone, which I feel like is the theme of his season, just a very forgettable season. Teo just hasn't been good. He did that that G League stint, um, and he he played pretty okay. But then since uh, like he came back and he's played two games since then and it's just not great. I don't see him being a contributor or a rotation player for this team. Maybe they keep him around another year and he starts to develop a little bit more. But here's the thing. Teo is like a 6'4", 6'5", guard. Ty Jerome is a 6'4", 6'5", guard. Lou Dort is a 6'4", 6'5", guard. Trey Mann is a 6'4", 6'5", guard. Like, if you have to rule one of those guys out to to make room for others, it's it's Teo Maladone, and the decision's very easy. So, I mean, he got minutes. He didn't do much with them tonight. Uh, Ty Jerome, 4 of 9 from the field tonight, 11 points in 16 minutes, only 1 of 3 from 3. But Ty just makes stuff happen. I really enjoy watching Ty play. Uh, I've mentioned it on the show before, but I think Ty Jerome is a pretty good trade candidate coming up uh, in the next week. I don't know if they will trade him, but you want to talk about needing to clear some space for some guards. Trey Mann is probably a good candidate there. He is extension eligible this summer. I don't know if the Thunder plan on on negotiating with him to get him to sign an extension. Um, we talk about it all the time, but this team just has a has a numbers problem moving forward with roster spots. So I could see Ty Jerome being on his way out. Um, not a big night from Mike Muscala tonight. He played 20 minutes, had five points, six rebounds and assist. Um, the, the position that the team has put Mike in is, is pretty interesting. They're not overplaying him. They're not giving him a ton of minutes. Uh, I mean, if this team was trying to actively win every game they were playing, you probably start Mike Muscala every night and provide spacing for Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mike's been solid defensively. He's rebounded the ball well. He's done everything you want him to. Uh, they're playing him sparingly as like the older guy on the team. Mike wants to be around, but they don't want to like overplay him and not let young guys get burned. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but not not the the biggest night in the world for Mike Muscala. Uh, same thing for Aaron Wiggins. Aaron played 24 minutes tonight. Had eight points, was two of two from three. I think he hit both of those in the first quarter, if I'm correct, back-to-back. Uh, four rebounds and an assist. Aaron had a pretty nasty ankle sprain there in, I believe it was the fourth quarter. I don't think it was overtime, where he went up to contest a Luka Doncic. He thought it was going to be a shot, but Luka drove in and kicked out to three, which is what the Mavs did all night. And Aaron came down, and he landed on top of Luka's foot and rolled his ankle over pretty bad. Uh, very similar to what we saw Shea Gilgis-Alexander do uh, just a little less than a week ago and what we saw Kenrich Williams do about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, both of their ankle sprains very similar as far as coming down on somebody's foot and rolling their ankle over. Uh, Aaron was on the floor for quite some time in pain, had to be helped off the court. I would not be surprised if you see Aaron Wiggins also out through the All-Star break as well. That looked like a pretty nasty ankle sprain. So hope he's okay. Hope there's no structural damage. It just looked like your normal 
normal basketball ankle sprain. So hopefully that's all it is. And Aaron will get healthy because I thought he's been playing uh, very good basketball and probably working him way, his way towards getting um, an actual NBA contract instead of that two-way deal, getting the, uh, what I like to call the Lou Dort special. So hopefully Wiggins will get better soon. Uh, I thought he played phenomenal defense tonight on Jalen Brunson. If you go back and you watch, I mean, there's you'd have to really go back and dig to find film on it. But in that third quarter, whenever Aaron was guarding Jalen, just the way he navigated screens, the way he moved his feet, the way he constantly cut off Jalen's drives, especially going left. Jalen Brunson is a left-handed player. Um, just very, very uh, impressive stuff defensively by Aaron Wiggins. I know the team loves his defense, and I thought he really put that um, on display tonight against a really good player in Jalen Brunson. Um kind of guys that 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 just I, I don't know those those were some of the guys that played either poorly tonight I, I guess we need to talk about uh Mama D Diakite 18 minutes one of five from the field he had 10 rebounds a steal a block uh and only two points on the night uh Diakite getting the start tonight it's kind of crazy the Thunder won a game against the Dallas Mavericks in which they started three rookies a guy on a 10-day contract and Lou Dort um so shout out to the Thunder. But I thought Diakite was active defensively. Uh, he's very athletic. It's kind of funny that the Thunder's starting center tonight was the same height as their starting point guard and Josh Giddy, uh, both 6'8". So that's kind of funny. Uh, Diakite is fine. Uh, I thought he played well. Offensively, the more you watch him, he is very slow offensively. Like there was a play where... Josh Giddy drove in and dropped a pass to Diakite, who should have just caught it and like pogo sticked up to the rim and laid it in or dunked it. But it took him a second to like gather, get his feet together, and then go up. And in college, you can get away with that stuff. But in the NBA, just the speed of the game is so much faster that Diakite looked very slow on a lot of offensive um, possessions for him tonight. I think it's part of the reason why you saw him go one of five. So, I mean, nothing jumps off the page for Diakite tonight. Uh, nothing seemed overtly bad. He was he was just whatever. Um, not a guy that was whatever is Kenrich Williams. Thirty minutes, four of eight from the field. Uh, did not hit a three, but had four rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block, eight points, and had a beautiful backdoor cut for a layup to tie the game. Uh, right at the end of regulation with about seven seconds left off an inbound play. We talk about it all the time. Kenrich Williams just does stuff, man. He just, he's a jack of all trades, a hard hat type of player who's going to work his ass off and make things happen. He has been absolutely solid. I am interested to see if he will be on this team uh, 10 days from now after the NBA trade deadline. Does he get dealt for a pick? Does he stay around? Um, I know other Thunder podcasts have talked about this. Uh, I mentioned it on Twitter quite a while ago that I thought Utah was a great Kenrich Williams landing spot. Um, not sure exactly what you would get from Utah. You can maybe get them to like unprotect that 2024 pick um, that they owe the Thunder from the Derek Favors trade. I think that would be nice. Maybe you could get them to unprotect that pick and give you like a 2026 lottery protected pick. 
but in return, the Thunder eat the contract of Joe Ingles and save Utah a ton of money. Uh, maybe the Thunder are interested in Jared Butler out of Baylor, who Utah drafted this past uh, in this past NBA draft uh, late in the first round or early in the second round. I can't remember where they drafted him out. Maybe that's something that intri- uh, intrigues the Thunder. Um, Utah also has Azabuke, who I hope the Thunder do not touch, but could be an option as well. Uh, I think Utah is an interesting landing spot for Kenrich. Kenrich just continues to prove, though, another 50% from the field type of night. Uh, great defense. He guarded Luka Doncic. He guarded Jalen Brunson. Um He'll guard a guy with a knife if you ask him to. Like, Kenrich is is just awesome. All right. By my count, then, I have four players I need to talk about. Let's start with Darius Baisley. Baisley had a rough offensive first half tonight. Um, He struggled. He had one play where he drove in and got blocked. Another play where he drove in and got the ball stripped away from him. Uh, he missed two wide open corner three pointers uh, that were product of great offense uh, and just struggled offensively. But I thought played really good defense in the first half. Came out in the second half, got some easier looks, um, splashed some spot up threes. He had two plays that I really liked where like the ball got kicked to him um, in transition running up the court. And he pushed it a little bit and then didn't try to do too much. Took a dribble inside the three-point line and just kind of dropped the ball off for the guy following him to catch and shoot a three. I think he got like one assist off of two of those possessions. Uh, I think Mike Muscala hit a three off that maybe. I can't remember exactly um, who made the basket there. But I thought in the first half, Baisley maybe tried to do a little too much offensively. And in the second half, he settled in. And so that was very nice uh, for him to settle in. I don't remember what he shot in the first half. Uh, It was probably like 0 of 4, 0 of 5. He ended the game 4 of 12, which means in the second half, he went like 4 of 7 from the floor, which is awesome. 2 of 8 from 3. The two that he made were nice. A lot of them, the process looked good. He just missed them. 3 of 6 from the free throw line. You'd like to see him shoot better free throws. But 11 rebounds, a steal, and 3 blocks. 13 points overall and 12 shots. Baisley is starting to find himself a little bit of a role. I've been very critical of Baisley. Um, I will stay critical of Baisley. I'm going to give him his props tonight. He's been playing good recently, but again, I need to see a long stretch of him playing good. Like if he continues this level of play, he was pretty inefficient offensively tonight, but if he can continue playing within himself, playing good defense, making the right reads, from now until the All-Star break and then come back from the All-Star break and then play another five games and still be doing this type of stuff, then I will really start to give him the benefit of the doubt. I really hope he this is him putting it together, but I've, I've just been burned too many times before on believing that Baisley has put something together when he hasn't really put anything together and it's just a flash in the pan. Hopefully he's coming around the corner. He's been playing really well, so we will see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Josh Giddy tonight, over 50% from the floor, 7 of 13, 0 of 3 from 3, um, took maybe the most forced shot I've seen from him all season late in the game today, trying to, I believe he was trying to tie it up or take the lead, uh, shot a 3 and got it blocked. But 7 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals. 6 turnovers is a lot for Josh, uh, but he was a team high plus 16. He had 14 points, 10 assists seven rebounds and two steals. Um, He just, uh, and also that's on the heels of winning his third consecutive rookie of the month award. The only Western conference player to win rookie of the month this season. Josh is just awesome, man. He makes so many plays happen. He had a pass tonight. He had two passes tonight. One was from the top of the key, literally like a fastball pitch down to the baseline. I think it went off of Kenrich's hands and went out of bounds. And the other one was a lefty like whip pass from the left wing all the way to the right corner to Trey Mann, who caught it and hit a three. The dude is just absurd. Um, I I think the longer the season's gone on, you've seen his handle is a little bit loose. And so I'm hoping that um, an offseason, he can work on tightening that up a little bit he can finish really good at the basket. And that's really encouraging to me. He drives to the basket. He had a beautiful little like going left and then spun back to his right off of his man and hit like a righty layup. Um, He had a very nice first quarter cut where he caught and laid it up. Uh, The floater looks pretty. Really good stuff from Josh tonight. Um, I mean, 14, 10, and 7 speaks for itself, guys. He's he's just he's so 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 good. I think he's gonna be a really, really, really good player for this team. Uh Lou Dort tonight, 30 points in 40 minutes. Uh dude went nine of 17 from uh the floor, six of ten from three. 
Six of six from the free throw line, six rebounds, three assists, a block. Um, Lose overtime was incredible. The Thunder, like Mark Dagnall told the team to put the ball in Lou's hands. They ran a screen to try to get Luka switched onto him. And then Lou just bullied his way to the basket and got layups. And then whenever they played off of him, he splashed threes. Um, He made defensive plays all night. Uh, He big-bodied Luka Doncic. Lou was awesome tonight. Um, Not much more you can say. I mean, he scored 14 of his 30 points in that overtime period. He was second highest on the team with a plus 15 in the single game, plus minus. Just put the team on his back in that OT. He scored 14 of the team's 17 overtime points and 14 of his 30 uh, in that overtime. He just took over the game and won it for Oklahoma City. Very impressive stuff by Lou. Which leaves us with one guy left. One guy I got to mention. My man, Trey 1K Man. Trey Man, have yourself a night. Eat some Skittles, young man. Team high, 41 minutes for Trey Man. Had the chance to tie Lou at 30 points tonight and missed a free throw at the end of the game. Damn it, Trey. I wanted the 30-piece. Trey was in his bag. After the game the other night, Coach Dagnault said that he wanted to see Trey be even more aggressive with his shot. Uh, that they loved what he does offensively, and they wanted to see him do even more. Trey responded tonight by shooting 8 of 14 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, had 3 assists, a steal, a block, 29 points, and the threes were just ridiculous. Some of them he caught and shot and splashed them. One of them, he left Luka Doncic in a different zip code, just lost him, dropped him like a bad habit, had multiple step-back splashes, uh, had the floater game going, was throwing floaters up 15 feet into the air, letting them them drop through. Uh, Just the whole offensive package on display for Trey Mann tonight. And I thought he played solid defense too. In that first quarter, there was a Luka Doncic fast break where Trey just stepped in front of him and got his hands on the ball and ripped it away and forced a turnover. Or no, maybe it wasn't a turnover, but he at least stopped the break. Um, he used his body. He he fought well. He closed out on shooters. He navigated screens. If he can do that stuff and just work hard on defense and be a league average defender, a passable defender, the offensive game is going to take him places. I mean, this was special for a a rookie who's been getting G League assignments this season. 29 points on 14 shots, 6 of 8 from 3, and I love the amount of times he got to the free throw line, 7 of 8. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Trey Mann, um, have your flowers, take a bow. What a performance by the young man. Last thing I want to note, because we're about to get out of here, we'll be back with you guys again on Friday. Last thing I want to note before I hit some of these comments in the chat, a good distribution by the Thunder as far as shots tonight. Darius Baisley, 12 shots. Josh Giddy 13. Trey Mann, 14. Lou Dort, 17. You can live with that. That's some great stuff. That's some great um, democratic basketball that you really like to see. 
So glad to see that as well. Let's jump into the chat real here. Uh, Justin Perryman says, Lou legend. Yeah, Lou's overtime was incredible. Incredible. Um, Micah Day Young, let's go OT dub. Uh, says also that I called that Trey Man outburst. Um, I just love Trey Man. I thought he played really, really great. Uh, Joseph Dieterman says we looked good with Giddy running the show. Yeah, when you put shooters out there and they hit shots, um, it allows Josh to really spread the wealth, and he was awesome tonight. Uh, Rod Gilman asks, "What has become of JRE?" Uh, Rod, he was out tonight with, I believe, foot soreness. I uh, got a DMP for foot soreness. I wouldn't read much into it. Um, he's been he's been a mainstay in the in the rotation all season. Uh, Rod also says the free throw difference reflects how much the Thunder outworked the Mavs tonight. Couldn't agree more. The Thunder were just more aggressive on the glass, more aggressive in the paint. Uh, Rod also says Luca flops around like a fish, throws his arms in the air like a Bollywood dancer, and whines like a child. But the man can ball. Couldn't have said it better myself, Rod. Um, Joseph said, uh, the fourth happened and Bays turned the ball over and Josh kept forcing the ball to him. Hey, Baisley, I believe it was overtime, had a really nice catch and shoot little free throw midi jumper. Uh, that was really, really nice. So, um, you know, shout out to Baisley. I've been on Baisley's head a lot this season, uh, for the inconsistencies and the poor decision-making. I'm hoping he's cleaning it up. So awesome. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the show tonight. Again, if you're on the live stream, I'm sorry that the the camera didn't work. So you just, uh, seeing nothing. You don't get to see my beautiful face tonight. Um, I know you're probably missing out on that. So apologies. Make sure to join us Friday night though. Uh, it'll be a late stream as the Thunder tip off at, I believe, 9.30 p.m. up in Portland. Our guy J.D. Silva will be on that post game, so come hang out with him. If you're in Oklahoma or any of the surrounding states, stay warm, stay safe as this uh, snowstorm blows through. Your boy got three days off of work this week, so uh, I'm living the dream. going to go sit on my butt, play some video games, and stay up till 3 a.m. Can't wait. Again, the Thunder second win in a row, this time against the Mavericks, 120-114. to 114. Fun to watch them win. Got to be careful. Don't want to let go of those um, draft odds too much. We're going to hit a sim lottery before we get out of here. Hey, the Thunder still stayed at four on my sim. I think we'd all be okay with that. That's a shade on sharp. That's a Jaden Ivy. It's a, that's somebody good. You guys take it easy. We will see you again Friday night. Until then, and as always, Thunder Up! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.